This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com It is 360biz.com My name is Debo Homa Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz I'm all the way in uh, what is it, Ticket Broadom The last time we checked it, it was, it was the door That's why I thought, earlier on I thought I was going to get lost or rather I was lost because I'm used to it being the Coca-Cola dome Yeah. and now it's the Ticket Pro dome yeah, I don't no. know what the difference is No, 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 there's, there's a huge difference I'm sure there's a buying of rides somewhere and everything but anyway uh, we are here I mean we're doing an outside broadcast um, at the media tech um, that is actually taking place from the 19th to the 21st of July um, if ever you're not definitely out here you need to come out here uh, it is packed dude I mean the last time I was here uh, this event was not as big um, as it is today I guess you know what there's more budget <laughs> I think it's that and plus I mean when, when you look at where we are in right now which is the fourth revolution that's all revolution yeah I mean um, technology has evolved the ICT space has grown enormously and I mean when you look at I mean we're on a digital platform right now so you know the need has grown yeah no no definitely I mean more, for, more than anything I think for us uh, obviously as Cliff Central we are definitely um, on to be, I mean, a media partner to this event and actually be broadcasting from here. I know definitely uh, my colleagues um, and our colleagues as a whole have actually been doing amazing stuff um, since morning, um, definitely being here. So definitely this is a show that brings you all things business. Uh, you can always definitely tune in to www.cliffcentral.com um, and I'm more excited definitely with the discussion um, that we have here today. Uh, I've brought in an amazing guest. Um, it actually... Um, is ladies in studio beautiful ladies i must add but not only that these ladies are beautiful but they've got brains too um they are in the financial um services sector but at the end of the day maybe i'm sure you might be asking yourself who i'm talking about maybe i'll get to actually bring them um you know to actually introduce um themselves um in but are you excited we're going to be here no man i'm very happy I'm, I'm excited the month for me is a great month was it encapsulates the work that we do throughout the year? Okay. What were you doing yesterday? Who? Mandela Day. Yeah. I didn't know. I was working, dude. I, I was working dude, you know, and I was getting ready for today. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, that's what I've, I've been up to. Um, I was not doing any uh, Mandela activities. I do Mandela 365 days a day. Except for yesterday. yesterday. You know, no, except for yesterday. <laughs> no, so, man, it was a beautiful day out yesterday at AECI. Mm-hmm. We're doing amazing work there. But I mean, I think for them, you know what the funny thing is? Mm-hmm. Um, I read a tweet, I think it was this morning or yesterday. It was actually yesterday. Yeah. Where someone, I think, angrily wrote or rather tweeted. Um, people need to get over this whole Mandela Day shenanigans and just live it every single day. Yeah, no, and that resonated with me. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. But anyway, we are not talking Mandela Day today, but we're talking finance. I mean, since we are in the month of savings, uh, obviously, since the month has started, we've been covering different things um, around um, financial literacy, um, around saving, around property. Uh, but anyway, today it's one of those that we continue uh, with the session. I know that definitely one of the guests that we have today, they're actually having something that uh, they've got an event actually as well that they're going to be doing later the month as far as um, money is concerned let me take this opportunity to welcome my guest i thank you for coming ladies um it's a pleasure definitely um, having you here i know definitely our studio our interning guests our, our listeners rather are actually excited to hear who we have uh, i can see the response it's quite <laughs> positive they want to see the pictures of these beautiful ladies that i'm talking about so maybe we're gonna, definitely going to be tweeting uh, you guys and maybe video and live and and stuff like that but maybe do you want to take an opportunity to say hi to our listeners tell us who you are and what is about to do well good afternoon to your listeners uh, my name is Nastasia Aranta and I'm a financial journalist at MoneyWeb mm, financial journalist yes <laughs> at, at, at MoneyWeb uh, we've got definitely um, another lady who uh, he, she called herself a financial buy um, or a fitness buy I don't know <laughs> but <laughs> I know you've been trending you, your videos have been trending um, you know around the issue of finance maybe say hi to our listeners tell us who you are and what is that you do um, hi to the listeners of Cliff Central and hi to Boho and thank you for having us or having me here today mm. my name is Nekalet Nashile and um, I speak on finance uh, actually, I speak on financial literacy and financial education. Okay. So I, I would people call me a vlogger. I don't like that word. I don't know where it comes from. Okay. Um, but basically, I'm trying to champion financial literacy in South Africa and actually on the African continent. Mm. 
Okay, yeah. no, definitely. Uh, but we will come back. I want to hear more about that. Uh, but Anastasia, tell me, you are a financial journalist. Right. Did you study finance? No, I didn't. I actually studied engineering and then ended up in uh, broadcasting by default. Okay. But then I have realized <laughs> that the people that we have in our show, they are all some odd reason didn't study this, but for some odd reason that they find themselves it's either by mistake or by default, um, you know, doing something else other than what they actually studied. Now I think for me what I what I picked up is and and, and, and yesterday I was I was doing a talk and I was speaking about the power of career gardens. Mm-hmm. You know, I think passion one way or another finds seems its way out of whatever doctorate you have, whatever accolades you might have accomplished or received in life and you get to that unique place where you now the financial <laughs> financial journalist. journalist. <laughs> but you actually um I, it does help to do um a financial journalism um qualification because mm-hmm. then you know how to translate numbers into um sentences that make sense and people can understand where mm. your form of thinking comes from yeah oh okay so now um maybe take us from the beginning right. um how do you start and actually get into financial journalism um, there was a radio station. Well, it's it, this. It's still there. Uh, it's UJFM. Well, a lot of my varsity friends all started there. Okay. And uh, I started off as a newsreader, and um, even though I was studying, it was just something that you do in between classes or whatever the case was. But the thing is, um, a lot of my, you know, friends who worked at the station had it in mind that they were going to do this for a living. For okay. me, it wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was done, I realized, actually, I do miss that media bug that I'd bit during varsity. <laughs> so six months in, I told my parents that I want to be, uh, I want to do something in broadcasting. I didn't really know it was going to be financial journalism. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be in broadcasting. And uh, at the time, I went to intern at the SABC at SAFM. Okay. And I was there for about six months and then worked as a producer, left, went to YFM. And from there, went back to the SABC because some of us always end up going back there. It's like a, it's a weird magnet that pulls you. Yeah. But then I uh, ended up at CNBC Africa, and that's when the numbers thing happened because then you're doing financial news all day, every day, and uh, it's live television, and that's where the bug bit. Yeah, but you do understand that, too. Now, when you are on this side of town, now you, you are more into civilization. <laughs> yeah. you, you guys don't know what digital is. I mean, we're, we're teaching you this, right? And also, you're putting me out of my comfort zone because I'm so used to asking questions, and now I get to sit on the other side where someone's asking me questions. No, so. no you, must, you, must, you must just enjoy it. It's one, it's, it's one of those things. So now, I mean, you you, you saved, obviously, your time at, at CNBC Africa, and right. now, I mean, you're doing... Okay, that's where you introduced the numbers. Yeah. Wasn't it a difficult transition to actually get into that? It is a difficult transition, and that is when the you know doing the financial journalism... Uh, qualification at Vits helped mm-hmm. because um, you know you're learning from guys who were former editors of business publications, who are journalists who cover this stuff daily. So they teach you where to look for the numbers, especially when you're doing uh, dealing with company results, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with um, things that have to do with investments. They teach you what questions to ask because you can easily want to throw in all the numbers in an article when you're writing yeah. it, but if you can't explain it and it's an unnecessary number to be there. Um, those guys were particularly very helpful. So it was tough, but uh, you managed through it. Is it? No, definitely. Uh, so now uh, you now got to MoneyWeb. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> um, I, I took a chance. Uh, I think uh, I decided to, well, after leaving CNBC, I made a decision that I want to be a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to work on various stuff because I think when you're in journalism um, or any kind of media, it's all about. Uh, how diverse are you in terms of your skills? Can you produce? Can you write a script? Can you handle a camera? Can you do voice work? It's all about a different thing. and You can't just be one person who does producing or presenting in the case of CNBC Africa. You've got to know how to write as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had written to MoneyWeb asking if um, they had an opportunity or anything like that for me to be able to write. And uh, they did. And I was uh, focusing on mining and commodities. Okay. And it, the rest was history. It took off from there. And I did leave shortly and then went back again um, to MoneyWeb, yeah. Oh, is it? So now um, you are in MoneyWeb now. You're doing, you're doing numbers. Let's talk numbers for a change. Do you want to talk numbers for a change? <laughs> 
here. I think I've been talking numbers for the past two weeks. Okay. So nice <laughs> listening yeah. to someone else speaking about numbers. So now, I mean, right now, you know, obviously we are in the crisis of uh, yeah. being downgraded, um, obviously, as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to you as a financial journalist, obviously, yeah. I know you've interviewed a couple of people around that as well. What does it mean to well, it's basically, if I had to put it simply, if you were to go to a bank to ask for a loan to do various things for yourself, mm-hmm. the bank would then assess your ability to be able to pay back that loan okay. based on various um, assessments, whether, mm-hmm. for instance, do you get a regular income? Is there anything that would impact that income at any given point in time? It's just to basically work out whether they'd be able to get their money back. So in the case of a downgrade, a country borrows money yeah. in order to do various things, uh, investments, etc. And basically someone comes to assess your ability, in this case it's the credit rating agencies, mm-hmm. they assess your ability to be able to pay back that, that debt, that loan. And obviously when it's a country or sovereign, the, the criteria is very different. We look at uh, political instability, we look at whether anything you may have promised in terms of economic growth targets, are you going to be able to meet those okay. targets? We look at your state-owned entities because some of them uh, end up being closely related to government activities. So if there's a need to worry there, uh, your state-owned entities have, um, have a say in where we rate you. Mm-hmm. So when you're downgraded, because the rating uh, has different levels, uh, again, based on your ability to uh, pay back, and where we're sitting at, um, I mean, a lot of the finance guys that I speak to are concerned about those various um, risks that people look at specifically for South Africa. So that's what it means to be downgraded. Mm. So now, I mean, um, in regards to, 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 to that, so in the midst of being downgraded, obviously yeah. you'd know that most companies start cutting on budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, they start changing on investment strategies yeah. and, uh, you know, a couple of things that, that they initially part of the plan. Mm. And, and they actually cut on expenses and stuff. Yeah. So now, I mean, out of the way, you decide that uh, U.S. money, where you guys want to do, uh, I mean, one of the South Africa's largest money in, uh, investment expo. Yeah. You know, what, are you guys <laughs> trying to improve the economy? What are you guys trying to do? So with the Money Expo, I mean, it's uh, it's our third year running uh, this event, and it just basically coincides with the kind of questions we've been getting on the platform where people want to know what to do with their money. They want to know where to place their investments. They mm-hmm. want to know whether they've been, um, you know, doing the right thing for the past few years with their money. Mm-hmm. So having an event like this is where we get to take all the experts we speak to, put them all under one roof. and you I'm can, not there. <laughs> it's free entry. I'm going to get to that and see <laughs> okay. how your listeners can come through. So we put them all under one roof and you attend the sessions and you pick which session you know speaks to you. And at the end, you can actually walk up to them and ask a question. You can get their business card because now you, you know, sometimes you may find it embarrassing to call in a show and to say, well, um, I, re- I resigned and I ate through my pension and I don't know where to start rebuilding it. Now you can actually go to a financial advisor and approach them and tell them about you know some of the questions you may have that you may think are embarrassing. So that is why we're having uh, the Money Expo mm. to help people. So now why is the uh, financial education important? Because I think history and many reports or any uh, form of media that you consume will tell you that we get to a point where people make the wrong financial decisions. Not mm-hmm. because, and I think it's mostly because they don't know. Mm-hmm. And we've made finance and, you know, this whole world of experts in finance, we made it seem as though it's so difficult. All these words that you Definitely guys are throwing is, around, yeah. this jargon. Um, we made it seem as though, you know, investing is so difficult. You can't buy shares in the JC Stock Exchange. How do you do that? How do you get into property? Mm-hmm. And we, if we are to have an inclusive economy, which is what we're trying to, you know, work towards, we gotta get people all on the same page in terms mm-hmm. of where, what they know, what to do with their money, okay. how to interpret various things, etc. Mm. Yeah. I mean, speaking of of of, um, you know, um, financials, uh, you said people's um, bad habits, mm-hmm. financial habits. Um, Bulelani, you had a question. Um, no, no. I think I think one of the things that I wanted to ask actually yeah. was two parts. The first is, you know, with regards to the ratings agencies, you know. Um, I know that we had a couple of conversations, I think even off air with Deboho and a couple of other people who are credits rating agencies. (laughs) 
where do they come from? You understand? Yeah. Because I think that one of the things, I mean, I'm not a financial expert, you know, but I'm just a citizen who noticed the rent go up as the ratings went down. Yeah. So maybe if you could educate, I mean, layman's like me. <laughs> well, the rating agencies, uh, you know, they're not new. They've been around for a number, number of years. I think yeah. one of the oldest, S&P is one of the oldest, followed by Fitch and the Moody's. You get some of the smaller rating agencies. I know South Africa's got one that's located in Santon. Um but the rating agencies, I think some of them have worked, well, the top three have worked so hard in getting that reputation that you want your credit and your debt assessed by them. But then, remember, I don't know if you remember, there was a period during the financial crisis where they were blamed for missing, uh, you know, certain warning signs for when the U.S. financial crisis hit, that there was certain debt that they overlooked and thought that it was okay when it yeah. was not okay. So they do have um, that stigma around them and that cloud that continues to follow them. And I think it will continue to follow them for years to come. Uh, some have raised concerns as to whether um, those who want their debt assessed, do they end up having some kind of unfair relationship with the rating agencies mm -hmm. and you end up... Uh, there have been those <laughs> kinds of concerns. <laughs> and, uh, and I know also here locally we've had some politicians in various groups also raise concerns yeah. about um, credit rating agencies. But the thing is, you've got to have your debt assessed because no investor wants to go in blind mm. into an economy and not yeah. know but, what's going on. But but I think you're running away from Lilani's question. <laughs> you know, she's, she's, she's having a smart way of answering it. Who owns the rating <laughs> agencies? Who is that? Who's deciding to start to say, I'm going to be in a rating agency and things like that? Because right now, from where I'm sitting, yeah. um, from the little research that I've done, that is controversial as it is. I think it's a it's a monopolized training uh, that is privately owned mm -hmm. and that is controlled by business, you know? Yeah. And that's why, obviously, for me to want to get into a country, uh, obviously, I'll want to push my own agenda, even using agencies to actually get to it. But, you know, just to answer that, you know, I think also because of the controversies around rating agencies, mm -hmm. and I think that is why the BRICS nation have been trying to advocate to get the BRICS rating agency agency as well. People have been trying to talk about it. How does it start? Where do we get started? Where do we get the BRICS ratings, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South mm -hmm. Africa coming together to form a rating agencies that assesses each other's debt. In that sense that you don't necessarily feel as though uh, Fitch has been unfair to you or SNP has been unfair in that case. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a debate that's I worth having. <laughs> I Have I run away from your no, question? No, again? you haven't. No, no. I think, I think you touched on it because I think the likelihood of mm -hmm. someone passing through an underhanded deal or an under-table deal, you know, um, or package is, mm -hmm. is, is much higher yeah. in that case because now, I mean, I could easily, you know, um, start um, a controversy of some sort in whatever country, wherever, by paying no, them off, you know? No, because I think for me, I mean, as really, really as a layman, it didn't really make a lot of sense to yeah. me how we could automatically, one, dip, but the rand flies high. Yeah. But not to keep you there, <laughs> so tell me a bit about the event, I mean, uh -huh. um, the event, the MoneyWeb event that you guys are going to be uh, hosting, the expo, yeah. rather. Yeah. Are you guys going to have a catered space for SMMEs? Yes, so basically it's going to take place at the Santon Convention Center on the 28th and the 29th of July. And That's you must put on record that me and Bulerana are not there. <laughs> <laughs> so what you need to do, so it's on Friday and Saturday, so what you need to do is log on to the website, which is www.themoneywebsite.com expo.co.za you register it's all free you get to have a look at the schedule and see what kind of topics um, you know are going to be discussed what kind of guests are going to be there one of the topics that are going to be discussed is whether your thinking is keeping you poor mm -hmm. and that discussion is going to be held uh, with Douglas Kruger who's an author he's written about six books uh, and one of the most popular ones uh, looks at um, how to position yourself as an expert. So he's going to be there. And that's one of the sort of paid for workshops we've got. The rest of them are all free. We've got a workshop that looks at stocks for frocks, mm -hmm. uh, where we demystify some of the investment uh, stuff for women. We want to get women in, uh, you know, participating and investing and knowing what to do with their money because women play an important role, particularly when it comes to money and investing. And they, they know pretty much their stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're also going to have uh, a discussion to look at how do you uh, access government incentives? Uh, because a lot of people want to do business with government as well. A lot of people want to know 
how do I get funding? Where do I go? How do I know which funding is for me? So we're going to be discussing all of that. And then um, a little later on, you know, based on the interactions you're getting uh, on your social media account, we're going to be giving away six tickets. Um, that's two for each of the three sessions that I mentioned. And uh, your listeners uh, can participate and they can, you know, it's free. Oh, okay, no, definitely. And uh, thank you, by the way, for the prizes um, that, <laughs> that that you're giving to to our listeners. So now, for people that want to get more information about um, the Money Expo, where can they go once more? So the website is www.themoneyexpo.co.za, and uh, you can also follow at MoneyWeb. Uh, we do tweet quite frequently about the expo and some of the guests that will be there. Euphonic will be there on Saturday. And uh, <laughs> Pililani just looked up and like, euphonic okay. investments, what? He's a property owner. Yes, so. he is. So we're going, to, we're going to be talking about property as well. And mm. um, he did join us last year at last year's expo. So this year is basically a catch up as to what is he been doing in, on the property side? Mm. What's he buying? What's he selling? And uh, whether he's been spooked by the property market based on what's happening mm. in the economy, that kind of conversation. Okay, maybe before I let you go, yes. why are you not looking at, 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 at the economy or the financial uh, matters in the townships though? Well, that will be discussed as well. So the thing is, um, you know, what, and, and I think we're all to blame for this thing. No, not we're, me. Not me. Okay, not you. Oh, we okay. all, except okay. you. Um, <laughs> We, we tend to have conversations where we forget businesses uh, in the township mm. and that's the reason why we decided to let the Money Expo be free to all to register. So all you need to do is come to the Centre and Convention Centre mm -hmm. and speak to all sorts of people who do small business, who are in the manufacturing sector, who deal with IP because a lot of um, you know entrepreneurs mm. have an idea but they don't know what to do with the idea. Yeah. They don't know the legal aspects of the, that idea. Mm -hmm. Once you have it, is an idea just good enough how do you know what business plan works for you mm. so these are the kind of conversations we're going to be having at the expo and that's why we decided to take a keen interest by looking at our database of experts over the years and try to get them to come through and answer the questions that some of the listeners may not necessarily get through here you get to come through for two days it's free you can come friday if you love friday you can come saturday again there is no limit as to um I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be interesting to have a money where, or rather, a money expo in the township? Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, most of the people who are in debt yeah. are. Yeah, you know, no. and I run an initiative in the yeah. township, and I get to experience so many guys mm -hmm. who come from families that are not liquid or yeah. that are minus a million times liquid. You know, mm -hmm. so if they could get this information, and I mean, guys that literally cannot afford. You know, I was telling someone, I think yesterday, uh, 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 that, you know, we often take for granted the things that we get so easily, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that I can drive here, you know, I undermine the person who comes here, mm -hmm. but I mean, I advocate for the township economy, especially yeah. the development of it, that's who I am, yeah. so which yeah. is why I'd like to bring... Well, that is definitely in the pipeline, and we'll also be looking at ways to, you know, move the expo around so that at least we have one in Cape Town as well, mm. one in Durban as well, so the that township. everybody, and yeah. the townships, so that everybody gets to benefit. We are talking inclusive economy, so Bulelani, you will get your wish. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so before, as, as I let you go, yeah. we, we usually close off the show in style, so I know you're going you're gonna to be here to close off the show. Uh -huh. So I want a word of 30-second word of inspiration to somebody that is listening out there, or that on the verge of giving up what would you say to that person today um, I would say that don't give up um, every, all of us have a purpose you got to find it you got to fight for it you got to believe and you got to work at it um, life is short you don't want to be that person who is sitting 10 20 years from now wishing that they had done something mm -hmm. at least if you're gonna have a regret wish that you had given someone else a chance because you were so hungry for that idea but just work at it don't give up and uh, it all works out in the end no 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 definitely and uh, no thanks a lot um nastasia to, to for joining us um today um and looking forward to having you in studio next time for the full hour and, and i look forward to seeing you at the convention center no no definitely i'm gonna be there i'm not gonna miss it for the world okay. no definitely uh coming now to 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 an exciting i mean um guest that that i have you You've been having your videos trending. I mean, people are sharing your videos. 
um, you know, and right now I know you've been on a trend of talking to people around Stockfeld, um, of putting together friends and whatsoever in terms of saving money. Maybe let's get to that. I know you didn't study finance, yes. but you are in finance as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm in education. Oh, you in education? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Tell us more about that. Okay, so as you see, I'm Nicolette. I'm 28 years old and I've made a lot of errors. Financial decisions that have taken me to lawyers, financial decisions that have gotten me fights with friends, with family. Mm-hmm. And just from that, I decided, you know what? There are many other Nicolettes that are out there that are making financial decisions that are really not informed. Um, they are making financial decisions that might impact the rest of their lives. Okay. So that was the reason why I started financial literacy with Nicolette Mashile mm-hmm. because I just felt that financial houses and financial institutions in this country are failing at doing that simple thing, mm-hmm. educating people so that they can make those decisions in an informed manner. There is no point. I mean, yesterday we were talking a little bit on the page about financial products. You know, um, and the one guy says to me, you know, I've You must say on the page that you've not had me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My sincerest apologies. Okay. But yeah, one of the conversations we're having is around financial products. And we're saying, do you actually know what you are buying? Okay. Do the people that come to you, do they actually, these financial advisors, financial planners, brokers, do they actually first have a conversation with you about what it is that you are buying, how it's going to benefit you, how it's going to impact your life, and then after that sell you whatever it is that they're selling you. And you know, the, some of the stories that came out of there are horrible. There are people who have the same financial products from different financial houses. They don't even realize that. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a little bit also about the mere fact that, you know, financial decisions is, is, is it's something that everybody should have the advantage of being able to make. But that advantage can only come with education. So whenever people come to me and they say, okay, this is my problem, this is where I am, I'm in debt and First and foremost, I have to tell them that I cannot give any advice Mm -hmm. because I am not a qualified financial advisor or planner, right? Okay. But the first question I always ask is, do you actually understand debt? Do you understand how you get yourself into debt? Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Because some people really don't understand how they get themselves into debt. They walk into a bank. They want to get a home loan, a personal loan, a vehicle finance loan. They don't understand interest rate. They don't understand how expensive the the debt that they're acquiring Mm -hmm. is. Then they find one day they wake up and they're in debt and they're like, yo, I can't pay my installment. It's mm. not that you can't pay your installment. It's because your installment or your debt is not structured properly. Mm. You know, you end up getting this expensive debt that you could have really gotten it at a much cheaper rate yeah. but because you don't know. And also, especially, and I'll speak especially on black people because I am black after all, mm-hmm. we've got this thing, Oguti, when you go to a bank, as long as my grants are alone, that yeah. is like the celebration. Yeah. You, know, you are happy that your loan is granted. You don't actually interrogate Uti, what is that loan, you know, what is the cost of that loan, how long am I going to be paying And for the interest loan? thereof. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the problem is that in as much as I can, I can always advise you, which is the advice that we give, is go and seek professional help mm-hmm. if you find yourself in a debt situation. Mm-hmm. But the reality is even a debt counselor will not be able to assist you if you don't understand debt. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand the psyche of how you get yourself into debt and actually how the banking system works to be able to get you into debt, how micro lenders work, how loan sharks. I mean, it's scary, I've not asked you, uh, uh, do you have, have you reviewed? Do you, are you okay? Maybe let me start it. Do you have debt? Um, good debt, yes. Okay, good debt. Which I one is good debt? Huh? Which one is good debt? Um, the top, the new machine I've just purchased, the property I've just purchased. That you must say the asset that you just. The asset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then let me see mm. bad debt. Mm. I used to have a lot of bad debt. Eh? When I started making money, yeah. I know that I owed everyone from pillar to post mm. because, and I was going shopping, getting accounts, mm. and I wasn't managing those accounts proper up until I got, you know, uh, Nicolette in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. I think, and I mean, I think it was a YouTube video that I watched because, I mean, I was at a point where I really wanted to change my life and my finances, but I just didn't know how to because, I mean, it was this enormous mountain. I had a contract. This was when eight, nine years ago. I had a cell phone contract. I was the man, but I couldn't pay. I look at it back and I'm thinking to myself, you know what, this information, which is what I was trying to plead with the lady who was sitting here, that, you know, it's nice to go to Santon, but I know uh, thousands and 30,000 people, mm-hmm. hundreds and millions of people can't mm-hmm. even afford to go to Santon. Exactly. It's a luxury. 
for a free event free doesn't mean it cost them nothing doesn't you know? mean accessibility and that's the thing you know because i mean you, you see what she's and the reason why people always say to me okay no you need to put your videos on youtube you need to put them on these create a website and i'm like i'm happy to do that i'll be i'll happily do that but the one thing that we know for a fact is that in this country a lot of people the first thing they do when they just wake up and their eyes open they log onto facebook yeah. facebook has given us a platform where we can give people free information yeah. and sometimes you know sometimes people will say but there's a data issue and i'm like yeah i know that people can upload a picture and a yeah. videos and therefore they can watch those videos and even if they get just the first minute of the video for me, that's really important is get the, even if it's just for me to open your eyes and then you need to go further and look for information, yeah. that for me is really important. So, I, I mean, I, I commend what MoneyWeb is doing. I think it's really great and yeah. I think that it is important. But first, my two only issues with that is the first that it's really it being free does not really make it that accessible to a lot of people. I mean, I get over 400 messages a day mm -hmm. with people who I want to cry with. Yeah. Because I can't solve their problem. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why I already they say be the change that you want to see in the world. Exactly. That's why um, I mean, we, we, we're going to take on MoneyWeb and yeah. we're going to be bringing this to the township. Beautiful. And, and, and actually bringing this to, uh, to, to the people. But I'm curious though. I mean, um, for me, it's it, it's you coming from Bumalana and um, got to Joburg, uh, decided to hustle, um, you know, got uh, okay, started working, grew yourself within the company, and um, you know, uh, but why? How did you get to to business? I understand. Okay, you okay, you got to business when you were back in Bumalana, right? Uh, yes, so With we had an boyfriend. informal... No, so that was here in Joburg. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. <laughs> when did I do that? Yeah, no, I started a business in 2011. So I used to be... I was studying sportsman. Oh, wait. Let's just go back. I failed my degree at Rhodes University. Mm -hmm. I was studying politics and law, right? Um, so I saw law on Boston Legal and thought, you know what? I'm going to study law. And it just was a different conversation altogether. Okay. So I failed my degree at Rose and I came to Johannesburg in 2010. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to do what I really had wanted to do from the start, which mm -hmm. was sports management. And I did sports management, ended up becoming a student sports coach. Okay. And then I saw an opportunity within that, that um, schools needed sports coaches, but they didn't know where to go to find them. And they needed like a part-time type of sports coach because obviously off-season, they can't be paying somebody who That's isn't true. doing anything. So I then decided, you know what, I'm going to actually start this. Uh, it was more like I was a middleman, basically, because mm -hmm. I was, it was an agency. I was finding sports coaches from some of the schools that I used to um, visit. So you know, being also in a sports college at that mm -hmm. time. And then at the same time, um, I was I was working in these schools. So I would then find the sports coaches and then go to the sports director and say, this is the sports coach that I found. And I would ask you, if you were the sports coach, that I'd say to you, how much do you want to earn per hour? And you would say 100 Rand. Then I would go and negotiate 150 and then I'll keep the 50 Rand. So that was my first business that's, with a boyfriend. Is it? Oh, okay. The <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out, bro. Wherever you are. <laughs> Yes. So 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 now maybe let let let, 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 let me come here. I mean I am I've, I've not to be honest. For me, I only knew about you last week. It's okay. You know, and 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 I knew about her last week because a friend of mine sent me the video when you were speaking about Stockfell. No, the and, and and I said I said find me this lady. Um, I think she's got something to say. And who is she? She says no, she doesn't know. Actually, I said whoever sent you the video, ask them where did they get the video. If ever somebody sent it, send it to that person. <laughs> tell them, you know. Yeah. And I think uh, the the chain went to about three, four people. They didn't know who you were, but this video is going around. So um, right now, maybe word of advice. When because I've seen you've got a signature. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> So I, th I think as well, it, it, it's nice to, after you've said hello, tell us who you are, you know, so that at least we know who you are. We're on a hunter. Exactly, you know, because right now for me, it, it, I had to go through all the trouble not knowing who you are. Then until eventually I saw a friend, Hector, uh, the motivator, share your video. Then I was like, oh, so this is the lady. You know, yeah. and for me as well, because you had different hairstyles, you had this. I didn't know it was you, so now I really needed to check yeah. whether is it the relevant person. How long you know? did this take you? What this this, this, this man hands? <laughs> you, you have been one step. <laughs> no, 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 let, let, me, let me tell you, she, she owes me lunch, dude. You know, 
but but I think this is an advice as well. Yes. To, and, yes. <laughs> I, I think this is advice as well to all the people that are wanting to say, if you want something so bad, do not stop until you get it. True. I wanted her so bad. I went out of my way <laughs> to find her, to get her, and guess where she's sitting? She's sitting right here. <laughs> you know, it's the, yes, no, definitely. And we're talking all things money, you know, and and more than anything, maybe let's talk about how did you get to to, to flogging? Is it flog or blogging? Blo- vlogging. Vlogging. I yeah. don't like that word. I feel like it's such a. Can we say woman? Vlogging So anyway, um, my first mistake that mm. I I made that was very substantial. I mean, I had made millions of mm. mistakes, you know, with mm. finances. I've got an idea. Sorry to disturb you. Okay. And then after the show today, let, let's do a, a vlog with her. Yes. You know. Yeah, that'll be cool. <laughs> and, and yeah, no, definitely. Then we'll talk about money and blah 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 blah. What do you think about that? That'll be pretty. Okay. Good. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. So um. The first big mistake that I made that costed me, it costed me 125,000 rand, was buying my first property. Well, it was buying, actually, it was the second property, because the first property I had bought cash, luckily mm. for me, so I had saved enough money and I bought it cash. Oh, so, my so <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> check the names. <laughs> 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 mm. Yeah, it's on Malibongwe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, the second property I was going to buy on bond, mm. right? Um, I went to see this house. It was beautiful. It was, I mean, I fell in love with the house mm-hmm. immediately when I walked in there. And then um, this lady, I mean, she's an agent. She pulled out her forms so softly and so quickly. You know, she was like, okay, no, just fill in here, sign here, sign here, sign here, I signed. Signed mm-hmm. everything, literally. Yeah. And then um, after a few days, which is always what I, I, I encourage people not to do is impulsive buying. After a few days, I kind of sobered up and I was like, actually, you know what? This house is a bit expensive. I can't really afford this house. You know, even if I could afford it, it would basically mean all my disposable income is going to go into me paying for this bond. Mm. So I went to my bank and I said to my bank, you know what? I don't really think I can afford this. And my bank was like, no, you actually really cannot afford it. I mean, four banks rejected me. Then the last bank... Um, no, three banks rejected me. Then the guys, the bond originator said, you know what, send through your stuff and I will go to the banks for you. I said, okay, not a problem. So I sent her my stuff and then um, she goes to my bank and my bank somehow approves this thing. They approved this loan over 30 years. I mean, I was looking for a loan of, at that time, I think the loan was 3.8 million. Uh, No, 2.8 million because I was going to put down a deposit. Um, and at the end of 30 years, I would have paid almost close to 8 million for that house. And I mean, the house was going into form. I mean, that is crazy. You know what I mean? So then I went back to my bank. I said, how did you guys get this right? Because you told me that I cannot afford this house. Then the bank says to me, okay, no, we need to first look at what the bond originator submitted to us. Then eventually uh, um, they send me the stuff and the bond originator has cooked my numbers. Yeah, they want to say... She wants the sales. She's understated my debts. It's looking, and I was I was so shocked. But at the end of the day, the bank is like, well, we have pushed out a bond approval based on the numbers that we've got, and the already and the agent is saying, well, that means the suspensive clause in the OTP has been fulfilled because there is a bank that's willing to give you that um, that that mm-hmm. money. So basically, the law then says, if there is a bank that's willing to give you that money, you have agent. to buy the house. Yeah. Mm. So she was actually literally chasing. Um, she was chasing the commission, dude. She was yes. chasing the commission. Yes. And and now she had to cook books uh, for you to actually be in a position to get the bond. Yes. Okay, then, then Then now I have to now employ some lawyers to try and get out of the situation. And it took uh, 125,000 rand. And this is just a settlement amount. Mm-hmm. So this is outside of the lawyer's fees that I had to pay to settle with the agency that was um, selling the house because they're saying, obviously, they're claiming loss of, of, of potential mm-hmm. clients mm-hmm. when they had to take the house off the market. Okay. So it, it, I mean, then going back to the bond originator to say, okay, here's another fight. And my lawyers were like, you know what, to be honest with you, it's going to take another long fight and yeah. trial because in it's, yes, now you have to prove that this is what she's, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I let it go. But at the end of the day, for me, it was a matter of you did not know. She didn't take advantage of you because you're stupid. She mm-hmm. took advantage of because you did not know. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest problem that happens in South Africa is that a lot of us do not know. So then what happens is that we then sit outside and say, oh, the banking system is so corrupt. The banking system is doing this. People are taking advantage of us. They take advantage of you because you don't know. 
And that for me is the biggest gap in South Africa mm-hmm. is that we've got a lot of people in this country who don't know. Okay. And we and for me what is important is that those of us who have the advantage of knowing even just a little bit mm. let us share that so information. Now, so now when you got pissed and you said, you know what, I'm pissed and now I'm going to flog. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so that's how I, so what I do is most of you look at my blogs, I speak on my personal experiences. So I won't, because I know for a fact that I am not a qualified financial person. I don't have a degree in finances. I don't want to touch on subjects that I do nothing about. Mm. So what I will do is in my videos, they will always start with a story so i'll tell a story about my own personal life so i've told the story of buying property i mean i've managed tenants oh lord mm. it was the worst financial decision of my life i mean i had a tenant who didn't pay me for at least four months mm. and even when she left my house in a mess she still asked me for the deposit and i was like Sis, how does that work so i mean again <laughs> it's a situation of not knowing you yeah. know what i mean i mean i could have employed an agency that could have done all this work for me i wouldn't have had the headache but because i did not know i went and tried to do it myself but sometimes also because mm. so i didn't want to pay someone else but from that i then can relay that story to other people who are looking into buying mm. property to say for me the lesson and that was not necessarily the managing the tenants mm. yourself but it's knowing tenants rights yeah but now you've t- you've told me why you started you don't tell me how you started oh i took a camera and started vlogging what do you mean and now the minute that you are realizing that people are liking your videos and you said you begin to have a following yeah that's when i started thinking cheese this thing is actually powerful Mm. It's powerful to speak to people because people can relate to the conversations that you're talking about. And it's a, it's a powerful tool because then what happens is that we start a conversation. Mm. Because in any, and again, I'm going to speak on black people, we don't speak about money in our families. Mm. I mean, my little sister this year is, was coming into varsity. We all knew. I mean, she was in grade 12. Mm. So we all were clear on the fact that Uso was varsity the next year. But there was no planning for her mm. financially. Nobody planned. My parents, I mean, I love you guys wherever you are. And if you are listening, please excuse me for this. I'm going to reveal family secrets. I've got educated parents. My, my dad is a member of parliament, and I'd like to assume he's educated to some level, despite, you know, the popular belief of what politicians are. You know, he's an engineer by profession. He started this thing. My little sister's born in 1999. In 1999, my dad could have gotten an education policy for my sister. What happened? Where is that education policy? Why is it not kicking in it right became now? Age moment. Oh yeah, I understand. Abayazi, they don't know. He, when I speak to him, he's like, no, there was a policy that I signed up for, but now they don't want to pay or it's not paying out. Mm. And I'm like, how? How did mm. you buy a financial product that told you that by this year, um, after so many years, your child will be able to go to school without you worrying about it? You bought into it. You were paying every month. Now we've got a child that needs to go to varsity, and there's no money. Mm. So, Bulelani, I mean, did you did you have any financial discussion with your parents or uh, growing up or family member or whatever to say where you're gonna go to school, where's the money gonna be coming from, or what are you gonna be doing? Nah, none of that. I mean, my husband is grade nine, so <laughs> there was no talk of metric dances or varsity or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's never been that talk. And I think, I see it even now, you know, my mother would see invoices or money wherever. And I think that's where for me, when I started, I started out, I think, on the back end with debt. Very bad debt because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the idea there was if you get money, just buy this, buy that, buy mm-hmm. that, buy that. Mm-hmm. You know, up until the point where I could have cash sitting on, my, on, on the side of my bed. And my mother would think you've got a lot of money, but like, no, I don't have a lot of money. This money has been spoken for. Yes. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I think that that in itself also then sparked um, anger or whatever, that there's no bread, but there's 30,000 there. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have to be very steadfast in yeah. managing your money and understanding what the money is for and respecting money. Because if you respect it, it's going to respect you. No, sure. definitely. No, Bulelane has said, if you respect money, money is definitely going to respect you. And I mean, Bulelane, what you're saying, it's so true. I mean, with me, I know personally that the minute I started working, okay, I, I was fortunate. I bought my first house um, when I was earning, I think I was earning 2.5. 
you know um, and and interesting enough is that I had not I remember my mother used to say to me you know and I was like nothing's gonna come to you unless if you go out there and actually want to so for me it was a big thing um, for me to actually buy a house uh, at that age and for me I had gotten pissed uh, for the fact that I didn't want to buy a car before I buy a house you know but I wanted to buy a house because I've always wanted to be in property you know and now the most interesting thing happened with the minute I started working I think I was earning about one point five. So me earning one point five, all of a sudden I had now companies call me. Don't you want an ad guys account? Don't you want a what what account? Don't you want a this yep. and this account? And for me I couldn't even know where the heck do they get my money, uh, where the heck do they even get um you know where do they get my number uh, from to even call me and want uh, to 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 actually be in a position of offering me an account? So for me it was a, it was a challenge that that actually I actually had. And right now I found myself to say, you know what, I'm working. Let me open up this account because um, and they say you qualify for five hundred right voucher, a thousand voucher. Do you know a thousand five hundred voucher when I was any one point three? How much was it? <laughs> it was a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so that's why for me I jumped on the opportunity to open up an account and little. Did I know that what I was putting myself in debt, you know, and for me to get out of the debt, it was so difficult. And right now, for me, that's why for me, I thought, you know what, let me rather devote my money in buying a house. And for me, my mother said, dude, how do you buy a house with 2.5? And I even remember my house was 70,000, dude, you know, and when I bought the house. Outside to do there was even a shake but in Zimbabwe. You know <laughs> As I remember my friends at the time when I took them to go see my house, I thought I made a big mistake because they asked me, says, dude, what do you buy Uting in? Like, you know, is this a house or what is this? Because yeah. they didn't see the potential in, in the house that that I wanted to buy. Yeah. And yeah, for fast forward years later, I mean I sold the house four or five times more than uh, what it was worth and I paid off the house uh, three years later so these are the discussions that we don't have and these are the discussions that I want to start having in our families in our black families these are the discussions that I want us to have as well I mean with our kids to say you know what financial literacy is important we must not be afraid to talk about money yes. and talk about money in relationships as well yes but we've been bankrupt because of women in your financial exactly I know I know you've had your own story around <laughs> dating and finance tell us about look I've always I've always been an advocate to say you need to date in your financial lane and purely because money date can, in your financial lane, what yeah, does that mean? And even if I look at Luena, it's not even it's not even a matter of an amount of money, but the way of thinking. But do we think the same way about money? Yeah, okay. And that's the important yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Because you may date somebody who's got the same amount of money mm-hmm. as you, but they're a frivolous spender. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Or somebody who takes these funny risks that you are not really sure of. Mm-hmm. Or somebody who's really that frugal that to a point where mm-hmm. you know but, we're making our own butter yeah. you know but Bulenana, would you date somebody that doesn't have money no i would hmm? i would because reality is we've been taught to say you must not look at the person in the sun at the head and ronald let's be honest let's be honest let's be honest let's be honest we guys can date them uh, as broke as they are dude you know and we look after them and, and we do come, this and, and then come into and you they wouldn't date you when you broke it's but th- that's what we're saying the problem is not the fact that she's broke mm-hmm. the problem is how does she see money do you then if you do if you do take her and everything mm-hmm. does she become dependent on you to a point where it's you should be afraid the day you die because your yeah. children will not be taken care of because this woman that you've been living with you've basically been taking care of her so I know any money management, any money, any relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And that for me is the biggest problem is that it, it, yes, granted, she may have less money than you, but I understand the challenge. No, no, no. But guys, I'll play, I'll play the advocates and uh, the devil's advocate here. So uh, how does a person know money? Dude, we are not taught money at home. We don't talk money at home. Learn it on the streets. Ah, guys, no, it's okay. literally where you learn it, though. But you have and, the teacher, yeah, and she yeah. must be a teachable soul. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who who, who are not teachable. People okay. who think they know. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in life you need to be corrected. You know, and 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 also you must look at the person what's important to them. And mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Yeah, if you want to go on holiday with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. some people care about what they fly they or how they travel there. Mm-hmm. Some people care about the experiences of what they're going to do on holiday. Yeah. Some people care about what 
hotel they're going to live mm-hmm. into. And that's what that's where you guys need to meet. You need to be able to balance each other out. To say, okay, no, we don't mind flying one time. Is that thing one time? No, it's one, not. Time. Yeah. But if, if during its time, we don't mind flying one time, but we're going to live in this beautiful hotel. Yeah. Do you understand? And yeah. that's that's where, that's the type of person you need to find. Mm. And I mean, in this day and age, come on. The problem about Tavansune, <laughs> tell you what the problem is. Mm. Ali Joli. The moment you meet a girl, about Michelle and then La Jola. No, it can't work like that, guys. Get to know people. Get to know okay, the person. Okay. There's, there's something that pisses me off, though. Uh-huh. Um, you know, speaking, <laughs> <laughs> speaking about that, because we're actually talking money. You know, we, we, yeah. <laughs> we can't be getting much um, into that. Yeah. It's the fact that the guy needs to always taking the bill, dude. You know? That's wrong. Um, and, 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 and I know that, that you, 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 you touch base. <laughs> 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 so and the waiters, so, no, no. The thing is, as well, the waiters yes, also create that awkward. Psych- it's, a psych- mm. it's a psyche. Mm. You know? and, and, and the waiter would come when a gentleman and a lady are having dinner, supper, lunch, outing, whatever, yeah. and he would automatically push the bill to the guy, to to the gentleman. Yeah, doesn't matter who. Wait, waiters, the waiters must start pushing the bill to the ladies, guys. Not not us. I you know? always ask for the bill. I always say to him, "Why are you giving him the bill? Put the bill in the middle." Put okay. the bill in the middle because I'd like to assume that Bulelani and I are on a date and we have discussed let date Lena. Even if it's not explicitly saying you are taking this date. But the person who invites must pay. But then can no, it not be the no, man inviting but, all the time? No, but guys, we've been invited and we've been paying. That's, that's the paying. thing. That's, that's a, my motto. That's, that's what yeah. I live okay. by as but, well. <laughs> but guys, we, and when you order, order without limitation or reservation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So guys, Knowing uh, you can afford it. Okay, yes. guys, the show is almost ending. Sorry. So we, we, we've been giving people problems. Yeah. Um, can we give people solutions? So how can people learn about money? I think the most important thing is to understand your own personal situation. Assess your own situation mm-hmm. where you are. Because money, finances, financial literacy is very broad. There are many things that you can learn about, mm-hmm. right? And you don't want to be taking these big um, um, big bites of everything because you end up missing things, right? Okay. So look at your own situation. If you are in a debt situation, rather educate yourself on debt. And as Bulani said, he learned off a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's find information. Let's make the information is there, it's out there, it's accessible. Mm. Maybe it's not in the right spaces that we want it to be. And yeah. that's why then we have situations where mm. Abu Nicolette are trying to bring it yeah. to bring the information to the people. Mm. I mean we are setting up we're gonna be setting up ten lessons starting in September, so we'll have free classes sponsored by one of the financial houses mm-hmm. and we're going to be literally going through all the topics of financial literacy. Okay. You know? I hope we're going to be there. But you, said, you talk about money at home. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, definitely. But more than anything, um, I think uh, we, 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 we definitely um, need to start having that discussion about money. But more than anything, um, so Nicolette, people that want to get hold of you, when can they get a hold of you? So I am on Facebook as Nicolette Mashile, mm-hmm. um, and then the page is Nicolette Mashile, uh, Financial Literacy with Nicolette Mashile. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I don't respond to DMs. Please do not DM me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At I'm Coco Mash. Not because I don't like responding, because I actually forget they exist, mm-hmm. because they never bring any dates. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but Eleni, where should people go for financial literacy? What? Are you asking me that? <laughs> Come to tea. www.journalsfortea.co.za no. We'll host her. Oh, okay. No, definitely. Let us definitely host her. Uh, this is all that we had for you today on 360 Biz. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Biz. If ever you've just joined in on the show, you can definitely go to www.cliffcentral.com or you can download the Cliff Central ad to actually hear and listen to the exciting show that we had today on financial literacy. My name is Debo Homofordi with Bulelani and Nicolette Mashile right here outside broadcasting at the Media Tech definitely if ever you are listening you can definitely come take a taxi take whatever come to Media Tech it's happening from the 19th to the 21 of July come see what is happening out there uh, and definitely they've got all of the stands um, that, that they've been set up there's all this exciting technology that is actually happening it is out there happening you must look for information information won't come knocking to you ladies and gentlemen my name is Debo Mafodi with Bulela and Balabala we are out 360biz on cliffcentral.com cliffcentral.com